Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast. I'm DJ Short and joining me here once again is Scott Pianowski from Yahoo. We're live on Twitch this afternoon, so thanks for checking out the show. And if you are listening in podcast form or watching later on YouTube, we're recording on Wednesday afternoon. A ton of afternoon baseball today, which is always fun. A beautiful day here in the New York area. Uh, The Mets are playing in City Field right now against the Padres. Uh, and it's another waiver wire Wednesday on the show. Uh, Scott, definitely looking forward to helping out fantasy managers who have had a lot of injuries to deal with in recent days. Sure, uh, a lot of replacements. Um, it's going to tie into some of my pickup ideas. And look, I, DJ, I got some teams off to bad starts. What do we do? Retail therapy. Go get some new players. We got IL spots yeah. to fill, or in some cases, it's underperformance. That yep. needs to be replaced. Maybe you're making a two-for-one trade and you just bought yourself a roster spot. You're picking up a guy. The waiver wire grind never really ends with fantasy baseball. It starts right away, and we'll, we'll you know be doing it all summer. So you you threw me on the clock last week. You put me on the first the 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 first sixty-second clock in the history of the show. And this week I get yes. to turn the tables on you. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm ready. I, I've been. Uh, gearing up for the past week. Uh, we have the pitch clock in Major League Baseball, so it only makes sense. Uh, we have it on circling the bases as well. Before we get into that, though, quick reminder, every season is draft season. Get your Roto-World Draft Guide bundle today and dominate your football, baseball, and basketball drafts packed with profiles, rankings, projections. Order today. Get all three Roto-World Draft Guides for the price of two. A great deal. You could use promo code Barry. B-E-R-R-Y, and save an extra 20% at checkout. Again, that's Barry, B-E-R-R-Y, to get 20% off. So this has been a tough week, especially at the shortstop position. O'Neal Cruz, Tim Anderson, we went over that already this week, but Carlos Correa is banged up. Dansby Swanson, hopefully that doesn't turn out to be an IL situation. Last night, Brandon Woodruff was added to the list. Uh, Some shoulder issue going on with him. Doesn't seem to be major. Just called shoulder inflammation, didn't bounce back well from his last start. But now we have some fantasy managers looking for some more pitching. So we'll try to address we'll try to address some infielders, some starting pitchers, some outfielders all throughout the course of the show today. 
You're right. And I'm glad you, you set up pitching because I think everybody, look, look some fancy managers like, do you need power? No, I'm good at power. Do you need speed? I'm good at speed. Everybody needs pitching. So we're going to put you on the clock right away. Mitch Keller of the Pirates is one of your recommendations. So you got 60 seconds to sell me on Mitch Keller. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Mitch Keller has uh, teased us for a very long time. Of course, a former top prospect. But could this finally be his time? I, I think maybe. Had an uneven season debut against the Reds, but has allowed just three runs in 13 innings with a 14-4 to strikeout-to-walk ratio. Over his last two starts, held the Red Sox in check with that first start. More impressively, though, held the Astros in check. Tuesday night, a very good outing. The pitch mix is evolving for Keller. We often talk about these tweaks that were made. His cutter has emerged as a big-time whiff pitch. The sweeper, which is kind of taking baseball by storm, is also added to his arsenal, cutting back in terms of his four-seamer and sinker. So a wide arsenal to use depending on handedness, getting hitters to chase and swing and miss. And when hitters do make contact, it's mostly been of the weak variety. I'm not rolling with him in every start yet. Gets the Cardinals next. I'd probably skip that one. But gets the Reds at home after that. I think you start him there. I think when it's all said and done, there will be mixed league value here. Well done. You talked all the way up to the horn, which is one of our goals with our 60-second shot clock. And, you know, I know they've changed the schedules this year where they're not as divisional heavy, but I still think the NL Central is one of the more favorable divisions that you can go. Unfortunately, Keller doesn't pitch against his own Pirates team. I know they're off to a good start, but Pittsburgh's one of the weaker teams. But I can get behind Keller. I'm going to try to roster him in some of my fab bids that go on the weekend. I'm going to stick with the Pirates for a minute. You mentioned O'Neill Cruz out. Jiwon Bay isn't the shortstop replacement, but his spot in the lineup is probably safer now that Cruz is out of the mix. Yeah. Qualifies at second, Bay does. He qualifies in the outfield. He's hitting leadoff on Wednesday, already has a stolen base. We saw him hit that big, dramatic home run to win a game for the Pirates. I, I think Bay has a suite of skills that actually will keep him near the top of the order most of the season. And he's got excellent sprint speed. I think he's somebody who could maybe steal 25 bases. He's not powerless. We're talking about maybe 12 or 15 home run power. The average hasn't been there right now, but. I think he's going to be a regular in Pittsburgh, and I think the category choose will play right away. I'm surprised he's not rostered in maybe 35 40% of leagues or maybe closing in on that 50 I wasn't even sure if he'd come under the threshold. Right now, I think he's under uh, underrepresented in Yahoo leagues. I, I agree. And, you know, Rodolfo Castro is probably going to be the primary shortstop. It's possible Bay plays there some days as well, gets more of that eligibility. You, you know, if you're talking about a player who's eligible, shortstop, second base, outfield, that's a really valuable player over the course of the season. And I do think, you know, a player like him who's likely to run a lot, Cruz not in the lineup, maybe there's opportunity at the top where Cruz was hitting. I'm into having Bay on on most mixed league rosters, maybe not the shallow ones, uh, but certainly in deeper ones uh, makes sense right now. Uh, next up for me is Austin Hayes with the Orioles. He's available in 70% of Yahoo leagues right now. I think the Orioles might be one of the most fun teams in baseball at the moment, a lot of the attention going to some of the other players in this lineup. Ryan Mountcastle had a nine RBA, nine, nine RBI game on Tuesday. Adley Rushman's there, Cedric Mullins, Gunnar Henderson, even Jorge Mateo's gotten a lot of uh, attention over the past couple of weeks. But don't overlook Hayes. He's homered in back-to-back games, had a four-hit game on Tuesday night. Going into Wednesday's action, he's hitting 333 with a 1058 OPS. And this isn't just a hot start. His quality of contact is backing up his success so far. Hayes is in the 95th percentile 
in barrel percentage so far this season. Only his teammate Ryan Mountcastle and two hitters we talked about earlier this week, two of the best hitters in baseball so far, Brian Reynolds and Matt Chapman, have more barrels than Hayes so far this year. Yes, the ballpark. We know not what it once was, not the hitter-friendly Haven, but Hayes has a real shot at 20-plus homers, 70 RBIs, 70 runs scored, and the sprint speed is sneaky good too. So don't rule out the chance for him swiping a few more bags this year as well. And I think we're going to see, we, we've talked about this for a while, Scott, like which players are going to benefit the most from this new stolen base environment. It's probably the players who have good sprint speed, but maybe haven't gotten the green light as much as they should in the past. I've seen this pretty much every day with uh, Brandon Nimmo on the Mets has the speed just has never really been motivated to run before, but now he's getting, he's getting throwovers pretty much every time he's at first base because teams know he's likely to run if he gets on base. I think Hayes could fit in that category as well, where maybe he gets you five to 10 stolen bases. Yeah, I love this call. And you know, I think it's a case of Hayes. He was a little bit disappointing last year, but he's still into yep. an age 27 season. So he's still on in a decent trajectory where his career's at. And he's just overshadowed because this team has so many. But all of a sudden, Baltimore yep. in the last few years has built an unbelievable farm system. Rutschman, stud prospect. Henderson, stud prospect. Rodriguez, who got called up early in the season, stud prospect. So nobody's clamoring over Austin Hayes. And it's a deep lineup. You have to offset the ballpark, which is a little bit frustrating. But... I agree, underrepresented. And Baltimore, maybe this is a destination offense despite the park. Maybe they're a top 10, 12, top 12 offense. You want to get a share of this team. Maybe you got some FOMO because you didn't get some of the bigger names. You didn't get Mountcastle or some of these kids we mentioned. Hayes is a cheaper way to get into this lineup. I like it. You mentioned a pitcher earlier. And one of the things we do when we're picking up starting pitchers this part of the year is you have to take a pitcher on a losing team or a non-competitive team. And that's what I'm going to do with Chris Bubich. Off to a great start. He's got one walk, 13 strikeouts. He's only 20% rostered in Yahoo, Kansas City starter. He's always had swing and miss stuff, and it's been more swing and miss this year. But the big deal with him has always been control, right? He's walking like over four guys per nine innings. But a lot of times young pitchers, that's the last piece they add, the last piece of the puzzle where they get a hold of, whether it's confidence being able to live in the zone or just you know, fine-tuning their command. He's looked at, whenever I see that walk, walk strikeout is what we're looking at early in the season. You ask what stabilizes quickly because I know we want the big samples, but you can't wait till May or June to start making moves. You got to do stuff now. Well, if I see one walk and 13 strikeouts from any starting pitcher, I don't care who it is. I'm interested. And then the case of Bubich did a first round pedigree. He's always had a little bit of prospect juice. I know it's Kansas City, but again, we talked about the NL Central maybe not being the hardest division for whatever divisional play means in 2023. I say the same thing about Kansas City. Nobody really scares me. I mean, the, even the better teams, Minnesota's okay. You know, Cleveland kind of death by a thousand cuts. It seems like the yeah. Whites always have injuries. And then Detroit's just a bad baseball team. In fact, I know you were going to mention a Detroit Tiger. You wisely took him off the list. That's who the Tigers are in 2023. It's like three guys you want to roster. So uh, Chris Bubich, maybe you have to handle him. You, you'd steer him away from the tougher matchups. But the majority of his starts should come against the AL Central. I think that's a good place to live. I'm going to trust the walks and the strikeouts. Yeah, and Bubich is another one of those pitchers who's making some changes with his arsenal. And I feel like every offseason, the pitchers who maybe haven't quite made it yet, they're making those tweaks. They are open-minded. They're going to drive line. They're they're looking at different shapes of pitches, pitches they can add against opposite-handed hitters. Whatever they can do uh, to get better, we're seeing this every year at this point. So. Last year's version of Chris Bubich is not the same as this year's version. Uh, so I think that's, that is a wise play as well. 
I like Jose Alvarado with the Phillies right now. Uh, rostered in just 32% of Yahoo leagues. And at this point, I think he's the best pitcher in the Phillies, in the Phillies bullpen. Of course, the Phillies signed Craig Kimbrell during the offseason, but he's not quite the dominant force he was uh, earlier in his career, of course. And while there was some hope from fantasy managers for Sir Anthony Dominguez this spring, he's had a pair of disaster outings so far this season. His strikeout rate has fallen sharply in this small sample so far this season. Meanwhile, Jose Alvarado is striking out everyone. And that's not really an exaggeration. He's faced 13 batters this season. He struck out 11 of them. 11 out of 13. Uh, one, one hit allowed, no walks. And this is really a continuation of how Alvarado looked down the stretch last year and into the postseason as well. Now, the question is, how do the Phillies want to use this weapon? Would they rather save him for spots in the seventh and eighth innings against, you know, maybe the middle of the lineup, the top of the lineup? That's possible they save him for that. Maybe when they really need an out, if there's a runner in scoring position. Sure. But I still think there's opportunity in this bullpen. Uh, Kimbrell looks very vulnerable. Dominguez not pitching well so far. Even if Alvarado's not getting all of the save chances, or even maybe any, I think he can get you value in mixed leagues when you're talking ratios and strikeouts over the course of a week. So I, I think this this uh, roster number should go way up. Totally agree. That strikeout count should just be a flashing red light that you have to add this guy. And the shape of baseball is different now where more wins are filtered into the relief position. So as yep. you mentioned, even if Alvarado doesn't necessarily become the capital C closer or he's part of a committee, or maybe he's even just the, the fireman who pitches in the high leverage spots, that's going to yep. lead to wins. I, I could see him having a season where he wins seven or eight games and maybe has a handful of saves. So yep. he's going to get high leverage work. That's going to lead to value. And in a lot of leagues, K per nine is really as important as strike raw strikeouts. And as you mentioned, if you're making that final pick, say, in a weekly league, maybe yep. the chances of Alvarado pitching two or three times and getting like six or seven strikeouts is better than some fringy streamer that may not have a matchup you like. I, this guy, yep. I'm surprised his roster tag hasn't adjusted yet. He'll probably have – if he gets a win or a save in his next turn or his next appearance and maybe strikes out three more guys, then people are going to be like, okay, this has gone on long enough. I feel like this is something that we got to get in on now, and by the time yep. we do this show next week, maybe he'll be over 50%. Of course, if he gets a save, that will blow everything out of the water. But I sure. think that's a great call. You get you get to follow the strikeouts, and you have to trust that if he has a leverage role, he's going to get either wins or saves, and those will both help our fantasy team. I don't know what the rules are of this pickup show. I don't know if we're allowed to pick two Washington Nationals because what's better than one Washington <laughs> National, two of them. But I'm going to try to bunch them together, kind of like the horse okay. racing you know, uh, an <clears throat> entry. Victor Robles and Alex Call are both interesting to me because they both have more walks than strikeouts. And again, stabilization, walks and strikeouts, they get there quickly. Robles has generally had a strikeout problem and hasn't walked much, but you know, five walks, three strikeouts early on. He was a top five prospect. A couple of years ago, he had a 17 home run season. So at least he's done something at the major league level. Yeah. And Alex, Alex Call, you know, I, I'm embarrassed. I didn't know a lot about him before the season, but I mean, in his brief major league career, 117 OPS plus. He's actually been a good offensive player on a team screaming for them. Again, nine walks and seven strikeouts so far. Decent average. Hit a home run. He's got the good lineup real estate at the moment. Victor Robles doesn't have it. So if you want to chase yeah. the pedigree guy, maybe the ceiling guy, that might be Robles. If you want to maybe go for the safer option, the player who's already kind of cut his teeth in the majors and shown he can be relied on, that may be Alex Call. Because Washington is one of the five worst teams in the majors, they may be the worst team in the majors. I get it. It's kind of icky to, to dip into this lineup at times. But – 
every team's mat every team matters in a medium and deeper mixed league and that's why i think victor robles and alex call deserve some consideration so with call you know he was claimed off waivers from the guardians last year and, and i was thinking about his profile and it reminds me a little bit of like a stephen kwan uh he gets on base he makes contact there's speed in his profile not a lot of power but he's hitting leadoff for the nationals right now he's their regular leadoff hitter Corey Dickerson on the injured list, so the playing time is safe there for call. I could be into that in a deeper mix league where, say, you need five outfielders. Um, with Victor Robles, like, nothing has worked for him until this point. So maybe he's reached the point where he's like, I'm going to do things a little differently at the plate and see what happens. Like, really, what else does he have to lose at this point? I think what's been confusing about Robles over the years is that the the hard hit rate, the average exit velocity, like that's not been there. Like he's not a power hitter. He's hitting the ball more on the ground this year. I don't know if that's going to help him with his speed, which again, the speed isn't what it was when he started in the majors either. When he first came up, and I think it was in the postseason maybe, his sprint speed was 100th percentile. He was like the fastest player in baseball. These days it's more like 67th percentile. Uh, and this came after he tried to bulk up a little bit, I think for power. But, you know, if he's changing his approach at the plate, I think at the very least, maybe he could be a batting average play. I'm not sure about the power. I think that's the question. Is he going to run a lot? Maybe for a Nationals team that really needs offense. But I think Call is the more interesting play. And I think Call is out there in like 98% of Yahoo leagues right now. There you go. A couple of Nationals. Pick, choose your weapon in Washington, man. <laughs> This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. So up next for me is a player who, a former top prospect who was also disappointed until this point. Not really all his fault, but Alex Kirilov with the Twins. Uh, so Kirilov is available in 95% of Yahoo leagues right now. And a lot of uh, folks are talking about Edward Julian, the prospect the Twins called up uh, on Wednesday. He's making his major league debut. And 
Maybe if Julian gets off to a hot start, he keeps the spot in the lineup. But I suspect he's mostly a fill-in until Jorge Polanco's ready uh, to get a second base job back. So I'm looking ahead to Kirilov here. He began an official minor league rehab assignment Tuesday with low A Fort Myers. Of course, Kirilov's been bothered by wrist issues for much of the past two years, but we're still talking about that prospect pedigree, one of the top uh, hitting prospects in the game at one point, made lots of hard contact during his first extended chance in the majors in 2021. The Twins have been understandably extra cautious with Kirilov this spring, but there's a real opportunity here for him at first base. And of what I love about IL stashes is that you can see how situations develop. Watch the rehab stint. Even keep him in the IL spot when he's first activated. See how he looks. It, it buys you a little bit of time. And of course, this all depends on various factors. Maybe you've already hit, been hit hard by various injuries. You don't have the roster space. So this is very situation dependent. But I still have high hopes for Karoloff that finally he could put the wrist issues behind him and be a productive major league player. Yeah, I like it. Uh, former first round pick, age 24 season. It's just a matter of if that wrist is healthy. And yeah. Minnesota, you know, I think, has at least an average lineup, maybe the potential to have an above average lineup. So, uh, and, and you mentioned a really nice hack where if you have him in an IL spot, as long as you don't need other roster maintenance at the moment, you can sometimes wait a couple of games or you wait yep. a little bit of time before you make a move. It does, you may not have that luxury if other guys, if somebody else gets hurt, you can just swap them out. But sometimes you may have to make a change right away or you want to pick somebody else up. So you're, you're blocked by that. But sometimes you can play the waiting game and why not get some more information. Last one for me, Chaz McCormick. I'm not sure how great of a real-life baseball player he is. Strikes out a lot. Doesn't have the greatest walk profile. And right now he's batting leadoff for the Astros, which I think shows – the Dusty Baker, I, I, it's weird. I know the Astros are supposed to be a smart team. Dusty Baker does some really weird stuff with the lineup card. Why is Kyle Tucker always buried in the lineup? I never yeah. get that. He might, <laughs> he might be their second best hitter. Jordan yeah. Alvarez is just a monster. But but right now, McCormick's hitting leadoff. He's got some power. He's got some speed. I think yeah. he can hit for an acceptable average. Again, there's a lot of strikeouts in this game. But if he's going to get that lineup real estate, in Houston maybe isn't quite the offensive force they were in recent seasons, but yeah. they still have Bregman. They still have Abreu. They still have Alvarez. They still have Tucker. It's a little bit of a top-heavy lineup. I like McCormick a lot more hitting leadoff where he's been like five games, I think it is now, than buried in the seven, eight, nine spots. I don't know if he'll stick there and everybody's healthy. But right now, category juice, lineup spot in Houston, 18% rostered in Yahoo. I am in the Chaz McCormick business. Yeah, I think uh, the volume at the top of the lineup, that's always great. And a situation there in Houston where maybe it's not what it was, but like with the with the productive hitters behind him in the lineup, still that, you know, like you're saying, Tucker is there, Bregman, Alvarez, like those are good people to have behind you as far as scoring runs. And, you know, he's been an above average hitter during his time in the majors so far as well. Pop, speed, I, I like it. I, I'm into it. I think he should be rostered in more places. So uh, definitely, if you need some outfield help, if you lost Adam Duvall, uh, for instance, I think McCormick could be a good play. Uh, for my last pick, we'll get to it here in a second. Reminder, though, download the Road World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. Scott's dog loves the app, I have to say. Uh, he's a huge fan. 
Yeah, that's uh, Abby. She Ab- Abby Bean wanted to be on the podcast, so she she's barking and she's saying that she she needs to have her Justin Tucker update that he signed a four year contract. <laughs> I say this all the time though. You you got to have that app. It's going to save you time and it's going to you're going to skip the, you're going to cut the line when there's a hot pickup to make right away when you know when one of these closer situations flips or something. You're going to get the news first and you're going to yeah. get to make the pickup while you're watching your kid at soccer practice or something. So. Um, yeah, um, it's, uh, you know, two thumbs up and two do- dog barks up for the app. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so the Tiger I cut out of my list today, not to say I don't like him, but there's somebody I liked a little bit better. The Tiger I was going to talk about is Matt Beerling. A fun little fact, and I didn't check to make sure this is still accurate today, but three players in the 90th percentile in average exit velocity and sprint speed this season. That group is Mike Trout, uh, Jose Siri, who's on the injured list for the Rays, and Matt Beerley, those three players. Does that translate to fantasy value? I'm not sure, but like, I think that's a category you want to be in with Mike Trout. So uh, Beerling are available in more than 90% of Yahoo League, so get on that if you can. But uh, my last pick here is John Birdie with the Marlins. Qualifies at four spots, second base, third base, shortstop, outfield. I think most relevant here right now is shortstop. O'Neill Cruz and Tim Anderson down uh, – Cruz out for four months, Anderson out two to four weeks, Carlos Correa, Dansby Swanson sideline too. So folks need insurance policy right now, maybe a stopgap. But I think Birdie's the kind of player who can deliver value all season long, qualifies at third base, like I said, seeing a lot of playing time now with Joey Wendell sideline due to a right intercostal strain there with the Marlins. We know the speed that Birdie brings to the table. He led the NL with 41 steals last year. His sprint speed is right up there among the elite in the game. You aren't expecting any power here. Birdie is basically a one-trick pony, but he also has a good approach, gets on base, and given the current environment, he'll he's like the most obvious player in the game to have a green light every time he gets on base. To me, at least for right now at this moment, while Joey Wendell's sideline, Birdie should be rostered in every single league of all deaths. Totally agree. You know, he's kind of, he got a little bit of mile straw in his game who has pushed over the 50%. He was one of the early season pickups. We'll see if he ever gets a promotion in the Cleveland lineup. And I know Birdie specifically runs really well against your Mets. It feels like he's Ricky Henderson when he plays those guys. He is a pass. He's a pass. I'll I'll totally sign off on that. I also want to mention before we get out of here, two guys I was going to talk about, but they surged so much in like the last 24 hours in Yahoo. I'm not sure if the numbers are right, but Isaac Paredes, we mentioned him Monday. This Tampa Bay train, they are not only 11-0, and 0, but they have won by multiple runs in 10 of those 11 wins. They have a run differential of plus 63. Yeah. So any port in the Tampa Bay storm looks good to me. So Isaac Paredes, another guy who qualifies at multiple positions. And Anthony DiScafani, who I think we mentioned briefly on Monday, yeah. uh, ankle injury last year, wiped out the season. Just forget it. None of, nothing that he did last year on paper matters. He's healthy right now. He's had good two good turns. San Francisco's done some pitching voodoo in the past, whether it's the defense, whether it's the coaching. There's just something that they do in the water there that seems to work out, much like Tampa Bay. When Tampa Bay finds one of those rovers who bounces around, I'm interested in that guy. When San Francisco gets a pitcher that's working out, I'm usually interested. So this is for the more, more shallow leagues because they both chased over 50%, but because I had them in my notes, I wanted to give you something. Plus, I want to do the Isaac. I want to do the double point. Uh, for Isaac Paredes. I'm going to do that 25 <laughs> times this year when he hits 25 home runs. So uh, get in that Tampa Bay lineup if you still can. And uh, anybody who's pitching well in San Francisco always has my eye. So why you should start Dave Sclafani and his next start, he gets the Tigers, who we kind of down sure. their offense a bit, uh, even though I like that feeling a little bit. But Tigers is an auto start. Any chance you could get it. So 
Uh, take a shot on Dave Sclafani there. Not too far removed from being a very good uh, mixed league pitcher. So there we go. Another waiver wire Wednesday. Hope you find some players to, to add to your teams, uh, both in the short term and the long term. Remember to subscribe to Circling the Bases wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review if you like what you're hearing. Follow us on Twitter if you don't already. Scott is at Scott underscore Pianowski on Twitter. I'm at DJ Short. Take care, everyone. National Outlet Shopping Day is back. Join us June 8th and 9th at Simon Premium Outlets Nationwide. Score thousands of can't-miss deals from brands you love all weekend long. They've got up to 65% off every day. And the National Outlet Shopping Day deals are even better. Visit premiumoutlets.com slash NOSD to find a premium outlet near you. That's premiumoutlets.com slash NOSD. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.